Hi there again, and it's me talking on Ophonic, which is an excellent app for the iPhone or for Android if you've got it. But anyway, today we're going to talk about what illegalities to look out for when buying your Spanish property. Because some people buy a property and then find that it might be slightly illegal, or, or even totally illegal in some cases. So, when you're looking for a Spanish property and it's a house as opposed to an apartment... Although we do have an example of a potentially illegal apartment, which we'll talk about in number five after. There are certain things you need to bear in mind. Obviously, your lawyer will look to see whether the property is illegal, but you can save yourself some money by not even suggesting an obviously illegal property to your lawyer to look at. So let's look. Number one. That large extension? It's very easy to see if there's an illegal extension on the property at times. You just ask for a copy of the property deeds and take a look in the cadastral to see whether the whole of the property exists. Because sometimes half of the property might exist. Obviously, the whole of the property exists in reality. You can see it. But if it doesn't exist on a piece of paper, then it may well be illegal. However, even if it's not on the original deeds, it may be legal or it may have the ability to be legalised. Confusing, eh? If the construction has been there for more than four years, it's not in a protected area, then the property can be legalised as the illegal building will have prescrito, and a fine can be paid for the extra construction. This obviously is the seller's cost when transferring the property over to you, as they have to file a new build declaration, a declaración de obra nueva, prior to the sale. Number two. That hedge looks a bit close to the house. Now, sometimes houses were built illegally, and even though they are now legal, oftentimes the property is too close to the retaining wall. Usually, a property needs to be three metres away from the side wall, and five metres set back from the front wall if it is an independent property. This is different at times and in certain areas if a house is a semi-detached property, for example, but it's a good rule of thumb. Developers are often allowed to build on much smaller plots when building semi-detached properties, and therefore the distances can also be smaller. Evidently, by definition, they have to be attached to another house as well, so there's no space left there. Number three. Where did that second floor come from? Sometimes you go to see a property and it surprises you because you, when you ask to see the deeds, there's a whole floor missing. This can be because an underbuild has been filled in or a second floor has been added. The issue with underbuilds, the house previously seemed to be on stilts for example, is less problematic as the footprint of the house has not changed. However, a new build declaration still needs to be done, so make sure it's signed off by an architect and all the paperwork passed on to the notary. An extra floor, or floors, having been added is more problematic. From a legal point of view, it's the same, but if this is the case, then make sure to call in an architect or surveyor to look at the property and make sure that it is structurally sound as well as legal. The same thing applies here too though. If a new build declaration has been done, approved and signed by the notary, then the extension can be considered legal. Number four. You know that terrace that became your living room? Is it declared as such? The number of houses that have a previously covered terrace which has been built into either an extension of the living room or a whole new living room is astonishing. Again, this requires permissions and a new build certificate. Oftentimes, the owner will have built another open extension to have a terrace. This needs to be declared on the deeds too unless it's a temporary construction such as a gazebo. Number five. So your fifth floor attic is in a building that only has four floors? Sometimes there are limits on the height that can be built in an area of a town. 
This is four floors in many areas. Therefore, anything above the fourth floor is considered fuera de ordenanza, out of order. Sometimes, though, attic flats especially will be above that limit because they are converted porter's lodges. The doorman used it in the past to store things for the community or even live there because the community allowed them to. Having an attic fuera de ordenanza is one of those things that can be considered slightly illegal. There is never going to be a demolition order on it. However, there is a danger for the owner of any property if the building is even ever deemed to be unsafe. The building insurance does not cover it, and therefore if the building has to be demolished or if it has an order on it for demolition for urban planning, then no compensation will be forthcoming. Also, bear in mind that if you have, let's say, a third floor flat, and the building suffers this fate, then the owner of that attic could take all of the other owners of flats in that building to court, demanding a part of their insurance or compensation. Therefore, it's something to be aware of. Number six. So your property stands on a plot of 2,000 metres and it's rustic land? Land in Spain is zoned into three main categories. Urban, urbanisable and rustic. You can build with permission on urban land, you can develop an urban plan for the area as a developer on urbanisable land, and you can also build on rustic land if it is not protected, but only if you have more than 10,000 square metres, and normally the footprint of the property can be no larger than 2% of that land, so a house with a footprint of 200 metres. If you see a new house in the countryside on a small plot, it is almost certainly going to be illegal. The land is unlikely to be urban, therefore expect problems. Number seven. So the mayor gave his permission to build despite the fact that it's actually illegal to build, so everything should be okay, right? Never ever ever trust the word of a mayor or even the town architect on whether the property is legal. There are too many mayors implicated in huge corruption scandals in Spain, usually by giving contracts, permits, and more to brothers, sisters, cousins, etc., and they're usually to do with illegal building. These days, the power of a mayor to grant building licences has been largely removed after the huge scandals surrounding areas such as Marbella and the Jesus Gil. In fact, I'd go as far to say, whatever the mayor tells you, in whatever situation, believe the opposite. If you're eating lunch and he tells you it is midday, then you should assume it's midnight and time to go to bed. Number 8. What do you mean you haven't got a set of deeds? Deeds are legal documents that denote ownership, size, description and a lot more about your Spanish property. I know of cases of people buying property in Spain and when you look on the deeds there is just a plot. No buildings, no pool, no nothing. And yet they went through with a purchase in the full knowledge of that fact. Just don't, okay? If the deeds show there isn't a building on that plot and you look in front of you to compare and you see the Disneyland Palace, then you know there is something amiss which will come back to bite you on the bum in the future. So when you meet up with that shady looking guy in a bar and he says, I have a house to sell, run a mile and then another, you'll save yourself years of hurt. Now, after scaring the pants off you, let me just say that yes, you can buy a property safely and with guarantees in Spain. The vast, vast majority of, of property is totally legal with all of the guarantees you would expect. The above points are just things to look out for. Take care to make notes, and if you do fancy a property and any of the above things look a bit iffy, then communicate this to your lawyer. Remember, the lawyer has the job to make sure that everything is okay, and even better, they have indemnity insurance that would cover any potential loss to you, which you should not expect from the agent. 
However, the lawyer will not generally see the property, so he may be unaware of differences between what you see and what is actually on the deeds. So anyway, thus ends today's sermon. This is all about what illegalities to look out for when buying your Spanish property. It's really important because doing simple checks like this can save you a lot of money and a hell of a lot of heartache in the future.